Welcome to the Colcast, the northernmost podcast in the world. Thank you for tuning into this podcast series where we, throughout eight episodes, will give you an insight to the exciting research that goes on at the University Centre in Svalbard, or UNIS as we like to call it. You'll meet professors and students who are passionate about their cold climate research, learn more about the Arctic, both as a field of study but also as a place people call home. My name is Maria Filipparossi and I'm your host today. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I highly recommend that you check them out in your chosen podcast player. For this episode, we are joined by Pernille Brunken Eidersen. Pernille is a senior lecturer at the Laboratory School in Biology at University of Oslo and also holds an adjunct professor position here at UNIS. In this episode, we'll talk about how field and lab teaching is an important component in many natural science courses. It incorporates research in education and provides students with hands-on practical skills and general competences. However, many of the learning outcomes related to field and lab activities are never part of a direct assessment. Why is uh, assessment so important, Penelope? Well, assessment per se is maybe not so important, but when we think of um, learning as a whole, we have three components, right? We we have usually a goal uh, when we want to teach students something. We have an aim, and then we add content in our teaching that leads up to that aim and it turns out that uh, to uh, really know um, I mean we want to know whether we reached the, the aim right and that's where we need the assessment we want to know that the students learned what we intended them to learn and in the other end students tend to focus learning what is assessed in the end so in that sense assessment is quite powerful when it comes to learning And when, when I talk about assessment, I'm, I'm not talking about grading necessarily, but that you get feedback, that you get some kind of evaluation that uh, you have reached this goal that we aimed for. And then one of the challenges is, is in the field, then how do you assess a meeting with a polar bear or instrument not functioning in minus 20? Yeah, now this was something that we actually realized that a field setting is um, a fantastic learning environment. For a lot of skills, practical skills and competences such as uh, cooperation, that you have to be creative, you know, things are changing, things doesn't turn out the way that we expected. Um, so students learn a lot of these important skills and competences. And we also aim, we put out uh, in our courses that this is an important aim of, of being out in the field, right, that they are going to learn this Uh, skills and competences, but we realized that we really never assessed them very well. So uh, that was a kind of a background for, for trying to figure out alternative ways of doing this. And um, then we had to sit down and uh, figure out, well, what, what can we do? And it's also um, important in the way that this is not only for, for UNIS, I mean, it's something that is going on in the sector in general. I guess you may, maybe have heard the, the expression that the future generation, they need 21st century skills that typical be able to think critically, be creative, cooperate, scientific literacy, all of these skills and competences that, that is kind of fuzzy <laughs> and we doesn't really assess them very well. So, um, yeah, that made us think. Mm -hmm. So uh, it turned out to be a, a call 
for, uh, where it was possible to apply for money with focus on assessment and student active learning. And I mean, field and uh, lab teaching is very student active learning. Then we sat down and actually got some money to, to explore this. And you developed a project that looks at this? Yeah, so uh, by looking a bit into the literature and uh, looked at possibilities, uh, we uh, uh, figured out that maybe it was three ways we could uh, try to uh, test out. We divided it in uh, using digital tools that we could uh, use this as a bridge um, because one of the problems, I mean, is when we are trying to prepare these students well enough for the uh, practical activities and also then be able to uh, evaluate afterwards. For instance, if you have been out, you have been um, practicing reading a landscape, I mean, understanding how um, abiotic and biotic factors are connected. This is uh, something that maybe is kind of easy for me that I uh, know this very well but for students being there for the first time this kind of crash between theory and and the practical setting is quite tough so one way to to make that easier we were thinking was to to uh, create some digital landscapes putting together virtual field guide with the 360 pictures where they could uh, visit the location in forehand being better prepared on how things were looking. And then we maybe could use this virtual environment afterwards to also recap their experiences they had when they were out. Mm. So that was kind of one way. Then we uh, were uh, looking into more ways of doing direct assessment of skills. And then we were thinking of certification procedures that... uh, are more usually used in um, more um, like in more practical uh, educations. We are not used to using it in in our education, like in biology or geology. But we look to to how things were done in in, um, for instance, um, if you are certified for uh, being a plumber or uh, more of these practical skills that you have a uh, set of uh, skills that you need to, to show that you, you, you know how to, to do things and incorporate this as a part of the, the uh, learning environment when we, were, when we were out. And, I mean, uh, another really important part when we are out in the field is um, what you learn along the way. Mm. I mean, the things that you... the problems that you meet, the... Um, that you, you cooperate with your students, the, uh, you have to change plans. You experience all these type of uh, situations that it's not possible to create in, in a classroom. And to maximize the, both the learning and to have some kind of evaluation of, of the learning going on along the process, we incorporated a set of reflective tools like reflective um, field diaries with some uh, certain questions along the way that the students had to to answer to. What kind of questions? Well, it could be like um, we had this type of activity where they uh, were going to collect research data for their own projects. And one of the tasks they were given was to instruct all the other students to work for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Uh, 
and that was always quite chaotic. <laughs> but, and then they could get this question after you had to instruct the students, the other students, um, the first time, what was the biggest challenge you met and how did you uh, solve this challenge and how did it make you feel, for instance? So they had to kind of put word to, to this uh, experience. And then we also asked about how, how did you, based on this experience, is there something that you would do differently next time? Mm -hmm. And by trying to put focus to these type of experiences and, and force them to express them for themselves, we hope that it will be easier to bring this in what they've learned into a new situation. And to motivate them to do this and to actually make these reflections as part of our assessment. What we usually do when they have been out on field work like this is that they uh, make field reports. They write up a small um, research report based on the data they collect. But now uh, they also were supposed to add as an appendix to this report these reflections. And this is group reports uh, that they got uh, like a, a grade that was based on the group work. But these reflections, they were individual. They were not shown to anyone else, so they could be uh, quite free Brutally to honest. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, they were added as a, an appendix that was uh, only read by me as the course responsible and, and the one that was censoring work afterwards. And it was could only be counted as positive because... Reading through these type of reflections, they, they were kind of uh, five entries over the process of working with this project. Um, they were restricted in, in the amount of words, so it shouldn't be like a long uh, essay. But um, they aimed at certain problems along the way that was typically uh, either when it comes to cooperation or this type of challenges that, that they met uh, during their, their uh, fieldwork and to, to uh, reflect the process of learning going on during such a, a work out in the uh, field. What I realized what the students learned a lot by doing it, but they didn't always uh, manage to show it on the report in the end. So by adding these reflections you could see the whole process of thinking and learning going on mm -hmm. and not only the end product and by saying that this could only be a positive add to the grade we uh, uh, hope that it was not going to uh, stop them from reflecting freely but uh, it, at least it gave a better picture of what was actually going on mm -hmm. uh, that we wanted to be part of the grade, not like only the end results in itself. But if we have a, a, a quick look at fieldwork in Svalbard, just to sort of draw the picture for people who are not living here and who doesn't know the Arctic well, we have uh, fairly short field seasons, whether you're in biology or going out to a glacier and there's a long dark season. So so you, the fieldwork that they actually go out on is fairly short and, and that's also why this preparation process is so important. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing is that it's short in season maybe, but it's also quite logistically 
challenging and it's expensive and uh, so uh, to, to get the most out of it we should prepare students well mm. uh, for the experience and also as very few have ever been here before right it's really it can be very overwhelming it's a lot of new uh, impressions uh, great nature everything is uh, when everything is new it's hard to to really put focus on certain elements that maybe we are interested in when it comes to the to the learning part of a certain course mm-hmm. then both this type of preparation through uh, creating these digital environments um, that also made it possible to 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 revisit uh, in a better way we hope than just looking at a picture um, I think will uh, improve the the actual learning outcome mm-hmm. and then when we talked about assessment when when you know that we have this aim for for uh, the field work and then know that we will try to assess it in some way afterwards but also put a bit of focus maybe easier to put focus for the students than uh, when they when they are out that we prepare them for this beforehand and also pick it up again afterwards at least that's what we hope for mm. <laughs> uh, what we are really um will have now quite a lot of good data on is how these certification procedures work mm. i mentioned a bit like using this type of uh, procedures that look at direct skills where we have a a set of uh, like a checklist of of uh, things that we want to see that the students know and actually the way we did this was uh, because we we have little time so instead of me as an instructor going out and and checking every student we uh, put that responsibility over to the students Mm. so they got this checklist that they had to so they were prepared for this is what you need to to know Um, and they got the possibility to practice and then when they felt ready, I now I feel ready. I can show I have these skills. They uh, so they were practicing two and two. And when well, someone felt ready, they they called for a teacher. And then the teacher checked that he could show I know this skill set. So then it was certified. And then this could start certifying others, not its partner, but other peers. And in this way, we quite efficiently managed to to certify a bigger group without spending a lot of, of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one way we, we kind of directly assessed. Mm-hmm. Mm. But do you work with the same problems or challenges in Oslo? Uh, yeah, um, we have, uh, but then we're in, in the lab sessions. We have the exact same problem. When we, uh, we have a tendency to, I mean, I'm a biologist and in biology we use lab uh, lab work as a common way of learning but we over, often have focus on the result of the lab you know that you do lab activity and you look at what comes out of doing a certain procedure the result of the procedure and this has been what has been common to report back and we had this type of uh, lab session for microscopy which was exactly this way that the students got an introduction to how to use the microscope, but what they were going to report back was what they saw in the microscope. You know, they draw some cells and uh, put a report back. 
But that doesn't really say that you know how to use a microscope. I mean, you could uh, draw that drawing from your neighbor <laughs> and deliver it. So then we uh, did the same thing. I mean, that we tried to prepare them better. We made these instruction videos to prepare them better on the practical skills. And then we created a similar uh, type of certification procedure mm. that they uh, had to show and practice for each other on the practical use of the microscope. We, ha we did this in several levels, so it was some kind of a bit of gaming involved. I mean, that uh, when they managed to reach one level and they could start certifying others, the, uh, then they, after a while, when most people were passing level one, they could start on level two. And uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see how uh, important it was to get all these small post-it notes showing that they had passed different levels. It was like, uh, they looked like small, gen like a military general or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow and blue and pink post-it note on the chest uh, after passing different levels. And when they passed at least three or four levels to pass the session itself. So that was uh, one way of then trying to, to assess direct practical skills. Mm. Um, what are the students' feedback on this uh evaluation process? I have quite a lot of data on uh, how they perceive doing certifications being directly assessed. And this, what was interesting is that they report that they get much more engaged in the uh, learning situation. They get more motivated. As they, some of them was writing in the free text feedback was that, um, well, I usually just get this when they are in the lab, that they just get a protocol that they just want to get finished with. But now they actually f felt engaged and wanted to, to learn. And uh, that they, in general, feel that they, uh, they learn more. And what we also realized was that those that were less skilled from before, they were the one that was most positive. Mm -hmm. uh, so that might be that we just were not tuned well enough. I mean, that the uh, if you're going to do a type of certification procedure, if you're going to to have a certain, well, a type of assessment like this, it has to be a little bit challenging, you know? If it just is a kind of walk in the park, then it's boring. So, so, uh, so that was more of a, a general result for us, was that it, this is also important, I mean, for, for assessment to be meaningful, uh, it has to challenge you a little bit. Mm. Mm. And this, we have uh, now more than 200 student feedbacks on the certification procedure on microscopy, also from UNIS and from, from UU and from University of Bergen. Because before you started the field pass project, you actually had a look at the evaluation at several universities. We had realized we had this problem at, at UNIS that we didn't assess uh, field uh, skills and uh, field competences. So when we were applying for this money, we were thinking, okay, we, we have to check how, how is, do anyone else do this? And uh, then we looked through the um, all programs that uh, usually have fieldwork involved, that is in geology and geophysics and and bio biology, for instance, that these type of programs that uh, UNIS are, 
are educating students for at the four main universities in, in Norway. So, and all these programs stating that if you uh, follow our bachelor program, you will learn certain field methods, you will, will have certain field skills. That's what they promise. Mm -hmm. And then we, we looked into all the courses that are part of these programs and looked at the way they were assessed and practically no of them. They were either like assessed in a written exam or uh, an oral exam, which doesn't really assess whether you know a practical field skill or, or not, not directly at least. And then we concluded that this was something that was needed from more, more general than only at UNIS. Mm. So how will you develop the project in the future or what, what are you, your long-term aims do you want to change the way uh, uh, students are assessed? Yeah, I mean, we uh, there has been a, a recent uh, revision of, of of the law that is regulating uh, the universities, and uh, we tried then to to uh, uh, advocate at least um, or suggest certain changes because um, these type of skills and, and competences can be quite hard to put a grade on, uh, I would say. So uh, what a part of it is maybe to also have several type of grading scales. For now, it's only possible to have either pass-fail or uh, grades from F to A that we, we are know of. Uh, one of the suggestions then was not approved, but can be suggested again, was to have a pass, fail, and pass with extinction, which is just like a three-level grading, which might be easier if you're going to actually grade a skill like this, for instance, mm. in an efficient way. Mm. But uh, I, I still have focus on it and, uh, and try to work further and develop ways of... Uh, of um, alternative ways of assessment and I think assessment should be integrated better in our like learning content mm -hmm. I mean to 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 get feedback along the way is uh, an efficient way of learning as well and um, that is uh, and I think particularly to to add some reflection I mean you could also add reflections onto more direct assessment as certification and add reflection on different type of uh, tasks to, to make students better aware of the learning going on. I think it's quite powerful. And reflections uh, also give the possibility to add some feelings <laughs> onto the uh, situation, which I think also could be important now when we meet these challenges with chatbots and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> artificial intelligence. Because they are not so good with feelings. Mm. So if we <laughs> <laughs> add, that, uh, add a, a bit of that flavor into our uh, assessment practices, I think that might be a way of... It's a way of combating uh, yeah. cheating, basically. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for the chat, Vanilla. That was an uh, interesting insight into the world of assessment and uh, fieldwork and uh, how it possibly can be done even better in the future. The Coldcast is made by technician Siemens Alumunsen Jelle and uh, myself, Maria Filipparossi. Thank you very much for listening.